Hi everyone, welcome back to Stories to Share. My goal is to share stories that I love with the world. The Snowy Day by Ezra Jack Keats. One winter morning, Peter woke up and looked out the window. Snow had fallen during the night. It covered everything as far as he could see. After breakfast, he put on his snowsuit and ran outside. The snow was piled up very high along the street to make a path for walking. Crunch, crunch, crunch. His feet sank into the snow. He walked with his toes pointing out like this. He walked with his toes pointing in like that. Then he dragged his feet slowly to make tracks. And he found something sticking out of the snow that made a new track. It was a stick. A stick that was just right for smacking a snow-covered tree. Down fell the snow, plop, on top of Peter's head. He thought it would be fun to join the big boys in their snowball fight, but he knew he wasn't old enough, not yet. So he made a smiling snowman, and he made angels. He pretended he was a mountain climber. He climbed up a great big tall heaping mountain of snow and slid all the way down. He picked up a handful of snow and another and still another. He packed it round and firm and put the snowball in his pocket for tomorrow. Then he went into his warm house. He told his mother all about his adventures while she took off his wet socks. And he thought and thought and thought about them. Before he got into bed, he looked in his pocket. His pocket was empty. The snowball wasn't there. He felt very sad. While he slept, he dreamed that the sun had melted all the snow away. But when he woke up, his dream was gone. The snow was still everywhere. New snow was falling. After breakfast, he called to his friend from across the hall, and they went out together into the deep, deep snow. The End Thank you for listening to The Snowy Day by Ezra Jack Keats. Be sure to stay tuned to meet the author. Bye for now. Meet the author. Of all the characters that sprang from the mind of Ezra Jack Keats, Peter, who first appeared in The Snowy Day, remains the most wildly beloved. Before this book came out in the early 1960s, very few picture books had ever featured African-American characters. 
Years later, when Keats was beginning his career as an illustrator, he saw a set of photos of a little black boy in Life magazine and stuck them up on the wall of his studio. He hoped he'd be asked to illustrate a picture book about an African-American child and he could use the photos for inspiration. But no opportunities to create such a character came his way. The photos remained on his wall for 22 years before Keats finally decided he would write the book himself and Peter and the Snowy Day were born. Keats spent a long time working on the manuscript of The Snowy Day with his editor, Anna Stuff. He had illustrated many books by then, but this was the first he had written entirely by himself. When it was finally finished, Keats had to decide how to illustrate the story. He knew that he wanted the artwork to be different from anything he'd created before. From the beginning, Keats thought, he might like to incorporate a little pattern paper into the mostly painted illustrations, but the more he worked on the book, the more his collage style developed. Then the more paper he found that made its way into the book, as he described it. The creative efforts of people from many lands contributed to the materials in the book. Some of the papers used for the collage came from Japan, some from Italy, some from Sweden, many from our own country. The mother's dress is made of oilcloth used for lining cupboards. I made a big sheet of snow texture. I used gum erasers to achieve the effect of snowflakes. I cut patterns of snowflakes, dipped them into paint, and then stamped them onto the pages. The gray background for the pages, where Peter goes to sleep, was made by splattering India ink with a toothbrush. Keats said that when he showed the finished book to his artist friends, they couldn't believe that he had created it. It was so different from his earlier work, but it set the tone for the style he would continue to use for the rest of his career. The Snowy Day was published in 1962. When it came out, readers and reviewers fell in love with the book. Many reviewers made comments like this one from the Baltimore Sun. The fact that the artist has pictured Peter as a Negro child, quite without making any particular point of it, is a pleasant surprise that adds a new dimension to the picture book content. Letters to Keats poured in from adults and children alike. He heard from the widow of the author and activist James Walden Johnson and from the poet of Langston Hughes, and he received hundreds of letters from children and teachers about the book's impact on its youngest readers. According to the Minneapolis Star, one elementary teacher wrote that before she read The Snowy Day to her class, also predominantly Negro, both white and Negro youngsters would use pink paint to represent themselves when painting pictures. After reading the story, the Negro children started using brown paint 
when painting pictures of themselves. Keats said it gives them a sense of belonging. They are in books, said Keats. I don't like to emphasize the race thing because what's really important is the honesty. In early 1963, Ezra Jack Keats received a long-distance phone call from Chicago telling him he had won the Caldecott Award. He never heard of the award before, so he asked a few friends if they knew anything about it. They were surprised that Keats wasn't familiar with the biggest and most significant award for children's books in the country. Keats was erotic about winning the Caldecott until he found out he'd have to deliver an acceptance speech in the front of nearly 2,000 teachers and librarians. He was terrified of sleeping in public and worried he'd faint or start to cry. The evening of the banquet, Keats wandered around Chicago in a panicked daze. Luckily, a kindly young editor calmed Keats down and gently brought him to the banquet in his honor. He was too nervous to eat. Once he stood at the dais, he calmed down enough to deliver the speech he'd prepared. He'd talked about how his friends had helped him come up with the story. Friends would enthusiastically discuss the things they did as children in the snow. Others would suggest nonsense of plot or a change of a word here or there. All of us wanted so much to see little Peter march through these pages, experiencing in the purity and innocence of childhood, the joy of a first snow. Keats was enormously proud of winning the award, but delivering the speech had been such an ordeal that it felt like an equally major accomplishment to him. The Snowy Day became one of the most beloved children's books of all time. It had been translated into at least 10 languages and is popular all over the world. It has influenced award-winning authors and illustrators and inspired thousands of children to create artwork. Ezra Jack Keats went on to create several more books about Peter, as well as other favorite characters such as Louis, Amy, and many more. The little strip of photos from Life magazine launched him into a world he never could have imagined in his early days as an illustrator. The experience of creating the snowy day changed Keats' life profoundly. As Keats said, I realize now that we have so many levels of experience that even when we are despairing and we feel cut off and alone, other life-saving forces are working through the sadness, like strata of water in hard rock. Where do they come from? Sometimes I would feel that life was one vast desert, relentless, remorseless, and I could pick up a stone and water would spread out. Hidden fountains of feeling we carry inside us, and we don't know it. I wonder what ripples of laughter and joy and love are buried to surface one day, just as the meaning of Peter's pictures had finally emerged for me.